Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, big, big gamble, really. Yeah, exactly. You could say yeah. whatever the fuck you so, want right now. Right, exactly. So there we must have been de- some. We could just of- delete it. This could be like a lost episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where like we, we promise this episode and then just fucking disappear it. Right. Yeah, right. We and just then like that would this say up. something in of itself. Yeah, totally. Like, Wait a minute. Um, True. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Like, we don't talk about him. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, hello and happy Sunday. Hello. We are going to record with Mr. Nobody shortly. He doesn't know his nickname. I should probably tell him. Oh, shit. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I can explain it to him. It's like – it almost sounds – it sounds more insulting than it is. But – so, yeah. So, I'm like – I'm like excited but also terrified. I kind of – like I – I don't want anything to seem like a gotcha even though some of the questions are quite funny. For example – I'm fine with people kind of digesting them online <laughs> before yes. we do it. Um, one of them is like, how many people are you seeing right now? <laughs> yeah. And so I got to decide, like, what, are we doing that one? <laughs> I don't know. I, like I, I will, I was planning on only asking ones that are like not about him or you. Cause there are ones that are also about you. I don't know if you've, how far into them you've read. I saw one that says like, what's your favorite thing about Rourke? Which like we've been on like, two dates like <laughs> also like what what was your first impression of work is another one. Oh, i actually don't mind that one i would love yeah, to i think i think that's another one okay um, I'll, I'll, I'll i'll ask him what he's like down for once he gets here yeah so um anyway but before we before we get into all of that yeah i i had a as you just said before we hit record i had a wild day yesterday you really a, did. like it was like a 12 hour long birthday party yeah, that was insane looking. I was partying at the, for, for this birthday for 12 hours. And when I am hungover, I get really achy. Like my oh. muscles, specifically the back of my neck. I'm like pointing at it for you. The listeners can't see this. But like the muscles that you use to to like nod your head in the back of How your neck. interesting. I have never yeah. heard this before. I think it's related to my lymph nodes. Like when you're hungover, your lymph nodes are swollen because your body is fighting a, a toxin. Yeah, literally. I mean, I'm I'm a puffer fish. Yeah, I look hor- horrendous. Right. So uh, that wasn't me agreeing that you look horrendous when you've been drinking. Just, <laughs> but <laughs> thank you. Right, as I know. Yes, Point I'm aware taken. you look. Yeah. Um. No. But so so those muscles like really hurt when I am hungover. They ache, and so I have been slathering on my Sunset Lake CBD. Arnica gel or Arnica cream this morning, and it's really helping. And I have never used anything on hangover soreness. That is brilliant. It's working. Yeah. That's a really, really good use. I have been, honestly, I have, so I get, um, you know what? I actually haven't used that yet. And I'm going to tonight because I have horrible, like, tech neck from, mm, yep. you know, work, over, like hunch, hunching. Yeah, being hunched. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I get like really bad – again, pointing. This is useless. I get like a bad knot like right here in my kind of like yeah. upper – I should definitely use that tonight. I'm going to use that. Yeah, do it. I It is – I – ooh, do I want to say it's my favorite Sunset Lake product? That's a lot. Yeah. Because of how much I like the sleep gummies. Yeah. Before the sleep gummies, it was far and away my favorite Sunset Lake product. It is now like a real – A close second. Fight. Yeah. Um, but I, re- I really love it. I use it so liberally. 
That's awesome. I should, I'm totally going to try that tonight. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, but yes, as, as everyone can tell, as per usual, we are obsessed with our Sunset Lake products. I have been – I need to get um, – I also need to get my coffee ground – I got the coffee this time yeah. and I need to get them ground. Right. They're beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. But yes, we are obsessed with our Sunset Lake. All of their products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm in Vermont to your door. You can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our coupon code FMH2020 for 20% off all products. They are farmer-owned and Vermont-grown, and we love them. We sure do. We sure Should we do. go in October when I come to New York? Hell yeah. Honestly, that would be like a great time to go to Vermont. Foliage, baby. Yeah. Anyway. Well, great. Good stuff. Yeah. I've been making my so, way through the fudge really fast. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the fudge because I, I specifically told him that I don't like it. So yeah. And then yeah. – um. I feel like I should have not done that though because last time I gave it to Cindy and she really liked it. And she expected it this time? No, I don't think so. But, you know, I did give her though the like bud flowers. Mm-hmm. Here we are continuing the ad after we ended the ad. Yeah. Um, this is how much we actually like this shit. Is that like the, the ad's over? The, yeah. the like CTA that we were supposed to read is done and we're just like still shooting the shit about Sunset Lake. Yeah. Our updates are just Sunset Lake. <laughs> just Sunset yeah. Lake related. <laughs> So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um. So, yeah. So, we have Mr. Nobody coming on. What's the latest with that, like, situation with you guys? So, honestly, we have not seen each other recently because um, we, had a fu- we had that really, like, fun date where we played cornhole – and mm-hmm. like, talked the whole time. And yeah. I think I shared the story of him paying me that nice compliment about me being able to pay attention and like focus yep. and give quality time. And then I went to Austin. He has had two weddings back to back. Okay. And then we were going to go on like a date this past week before this Sunday, like recording. Because yeah. I had said, like, oh, record. I'll order us dinner, stay and hang post-recording. Yeah. And that can be like a backup plan. And he was he he then texted me, I think on Tuesday and was like, you know what, let's just stick to Sunday because yeah. I'm having so much catch up with work. This from being at these like mul- like multitude of social stuff. events that yeah. I need to recalibrate. And so I said, totally no problem. So I'm obviously seeing him today and we've not really, we don't really text in the interim. So actually uh, that's, that's yeah, not, not a, not a ton in between. Um, I did get a very interesting, um, I've never, I've never talked about this guy on the podcast because th- there's no point, 
But I, I mean, his nickname, his nickname is Breezy for sure. It has to be that. Is it because I'm Breezy? Uh-huh. Because I'm Breezy. <laughs> I am Breezy. Men are not Breezy. That was <laughs> not as Breezy as they fucking anybody who are. didn't catch that. Oh, yes. So yeah. and that's where this came from. So when I decided to leave New York, like I had my like expiration date in New York, uh-huh. I decided I wanted to have like an expiration dating relationship where oh, I just – Yeah. It was like I want to casually date and – Exactly. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to like casually date until I left. Sure. And I You're said, I, I like, hmm? You're breezy. I wanted to be breezy. <laughs> and I, I literally said, that's my friend, Sarah Beth, um, who you never ran into, but we worked together. Yeah. She, we were um, on a co-ed football team at the time. And I was like telling her about this. And I was like, I can, like, I want to be breezy with somebody. Like I can do this. And she's like, good fucking luck. You know, this is not going to work yeah. out. This never does. And it's tough. It is. Not tough for me. I, this, this was so fucking insane. So, anyway, this guy slid into my DMs the other day. I didn't even know he fucking followed me. And oh. um, he randomly, so this is a guy that I was trying to like cabin into Ho Phase so specifically, where yeah. I was like, Holding him at arm's length, I like absolutely did not like want anything from him. I just want like, how did you meet him? I believe that he was on another football team. I think that's. I think we met at the bar afterwards. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he was not on our team. I mean, he was on a different team, I believe. He ends up so invested. <laughs> Yikes! He invites me to be. His plus one at his sister's funeral. Huh? Yes. The funerals don't have plus ones, first of all. That's it not was a thing. fucking insane. That's not and a I plus was like, one. That is an emotional support system. Exactly. And I was like, I cannot be this. This is no. insane. And we will talk about emotional support systems and grief quite shortly in this update in this update section. And that is a fully inappropriate thing to ask of someone that you that you are not. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And so I like, he slid in recently, he reacted to a story of mine and he once like text, he texted me on my birthday a few years ago. This is all years ago that this yeah, went that was down. like 10 years ago when you lived here. Okay. Not, okay. Not quite. Practically. Um, yeah. Close. Um, I left in 2015, I think. It's pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So anyway. I took a screenshot. I was thinking about like it. when we first met was like ten years ago, but I guess yes. you didn't like leave. Yeah, ten years. Um, ago. I took a screenshot and sent the DM to Sarah Beth, and she was like, "I just remember standing on the football field with you, and you were screaming. I just wanted to be breezy." <laughs> um, but yeah, that this that man could not could not keep it together. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. That would have been a very traumatic time for him. I'm imagining because, like, if he's inviting to you, if you, uh, if he was inviting you to his sister's funeral, then she had obviously just passed away. Correct. So, like, I, I certainly know that I was not thinking in a like rational, let's do things that make sense way. Yes. Immediately in my like immediate grief. So, major major uh, yes. caveats for that. Obviously, I think I don't think that it had happened before. I think it happened like during. While you guys were already seeing each other. Yes. Like he had already become invested. 
Correct. Yeah. That's the heart. That, I think actually that's the reason why it is so difficult to hoe phase for an extended period of time, like to casually date somebody. I think the reason is not because I think it takes two very specific people who feel a specific way about each other for it to be successful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a friends with benefits question, sort of, right? Sort of. But like even – I think it's one step further kind of than a friends with benefits situation because you it probably – It is because we're not friends. Like, you're not friends and you probably are going on quote unquote dates, right? Like you're – you're not just like meeting up at somebody's place. Correct. No, we were like hanging out. Right. And like you don't have an established world. friendship prior. Yeah. So yeah, it's a that's a very difficult thing for anybody to maintain. But I think it's also really rare for two people to be on the exact same page about it and for no one to become – to move to any a different page one way or the other. No, I think that's 100% true. I – I heard I was listening to a Love Island podcast actually, mm-hmm. and they were talking about um, like catching feelings in these types of situations. Yeah, and I think somebody made a good point. I think where he said it is incre- he said it is incredibly rare where one person doesn't catch feelings that almost always. One will, and it is very rare that both will, and it is very rare that zero will. Neither, neither will. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I think so Eventually. Too. Yes, agreed. Like I think and it just that's what I that's what I have said about me and ASV. I tried to cabin ASV because he was leaving and we knew we both knew that he was moving to Philly. Yeah. And I as I've said before, I got very lucky that he was on the exact same new page as me. True. Of having tried to cabin me as well and ho-phase me as well. Yeah. And then both of us were like, oopsies, we both have feelings for each other. Like, that's really fucking lucky. Yeah, totally. No, very. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a little walk down memory lane for me. Yeah, that's funny. Funny DM slide from, uh, Indeed. from Breezy. And then – any other uh, – any modern updates have been shifted to Patreon for the foreseeable future? <laughs> yes. Only related to that. To yeah, one yeah. particular ongoing to situation. what's going Not, on modernly. Yeah, going on currently. Not to say that you won't be updating here. Correct. But and I do have a matching Thursday. date on Thursday. So Ooh, um, I'll have – Do you know anything yeah. – what do you Nothing know about yet. him? Nothing yet. Oh, they right. send me it his... the night before. Oh, okay. You don't have his uh... – I don't even know what I want to call it. It's not an elevator pitch. It's more than that. It's more than that. His like walk up song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a, um, it's like an introduction to a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, it was like a game show introduction or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is. It is the intro. It is the introduction speech to an achievement award. You're so right. Um, well, that's exciting. I look forward to hearing about that next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so I had a, an emotional support human. You did, indeed. Need this week. So so last week I was talking about um, how I was feeling a little unsure about, you know, communication with the disco ball and, you know, how I was just kind of like, we're still trying to figure out our, find our footing mm-hmm. and like figure out like what feels best for both of us. And I was feeling a little bit unimportant in in his like settling into New York. 
And so I was just kind of like still working through how I was, you know, how I was feeling about that, whatever. Obviously, he texted me at the end of last week's episode. Um, And that conversation kind of bled into Monday where on Monday, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw this in my story already and slash I posted a whole video about it. But on Monday, I told him that it was the four-year anniversary of my dad's death. And I was I was hoping that he would just be like really supportive in in words. Like I was hoping to get, you know, a, a very heartfelt message back where I felt like he, you know, was there for me in my grief, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And and I and I also will take this moment to say that he has historically, and I've told him this, been really wonderful about liking me talking about my dad. Mm. That's Which nice. not everybody likes. Not every like a lot of people feel uncomfortable when I talk about him, um, friends and otherwise, because they're they don't know how to respond. Um, but he really likes it when I talk about him, and I appreciate that about him. Yeah. So I was hoping for, expecting that, like just looking for you know some like words of affirmation, really. Um, and instead of doing that, well, in addition to doing that, rather, he also offered to come over and like drop everything he was doing and come hang out with me and have dinner and like bring me dinner. That's lovely. Yeah. It was – I said this on the Patreon, but that is the first ever time that somebody has done that for me. A, a guy, a, a romantic person has done right. that for me. I want to be very, Which very is- Many, many friends have done similar things for me, but – well, not many, many, but you know what I mean. Um, no romantic partner has ever showed up for me like that. Honestly, wild. Yeah, like, and I and I think what I mean by that specifically is that nobody has. When I didn't ask for it, mm. like, and I didn't even want that wasn't what I was even expecting or wanting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even on my radar that he could come over. Yeah, that wasn't even a blip on my radar that he could come over. Because that isn't something that I have ever experienced before or have ever even asked of someone. Yeah, so you didn't have like the mental map of what that would be. Like that feels like too much in my mind, I think, to be like, I really need you to come over right now. Um, I actually did ask ASV to do it once and he didn't. He couldn't, I should say. But like, he maybe could have, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's reasonable to say to somebody like – I, especially like a boyfriend. like Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm not not saying that I couldn't have asked, but it didn't even occur to me to yeah. ask. Um, and so he very clearly – we've never had the love languages talk, me and the disco ball. I actually want to have it with him because I think that that would be a really illuminating conversation in terms of like what makes me feel important versus what makes him feel important mm. to someone. Mm-hmm. I think I am 99.9 repeating percent sure that quality time is his number one love language. That and checks acts out. And of service is also up there for yeah. sure. Um, I think they're probably neck and neck. But quality time is definitely up there. It goes along with why he doesn't look at his phone very often because when he's doing something with somebody, he's doing that thing with that person. And it's important to him to be present in moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then acts of service, like showing up for someone, cooking dinner for someone. Like when I went to visit him and he like had all this stuff taken care of for me. Yeah. Like those are the things that in my estimation make him feel important. And they make me feel important too, but I am a 
I don't think he's a words of affirmation person. That's based just on out. his actions. And yeah, exactly. I, like, from what we've seen, I think that's a good conclusion. Yeah. And I am. Like I need words of affirmation. And that's something I've never talked about with him before. So I think – so I, I went from feeling like pretty unimportant to like the most important person. Mm-hmm. Because like I could tell something else that makes me feel really good and loved, and I'm using loved in like a lowercase l way. Yeah. Um, is a is somebody clearly doing something that that they would feel important by? I did not phrase that properly. I know what you're saying. It's why you know those. 38 questions to fall in love or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're supposed one of the questions is say like three qualities that you think are important or something that you see in the other person. And yeah. so it's like it's there's a word for that where you are identifying something in them that you inherently like. And so that that's very powerful. That's very bonding. Um so yeah. Yeah, like I I know that showing up – it's a big deal to him when people show up. Yes. And so for him to show up for me is him doing that for me. Exactly. And it's also interesting. There have been a, there are a lot of studies around how people think more highly of other people when they do that – when I will think more highly of you if I do you a favor. Yeah. We've talked – yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, then the other way around. It's one of the first re- things that I – like one of the very first dating coaches – well, he was one of the very first dating coaches that was like popular, but one of the very first dating coaches that I like started like reading stuff about years and years and years ago is Matthew Hussey. Yeah. And one of the things that – and I don't agree with everything he says, but like one of the things that he talks about is like a, a cute way to tar- to start talking to a guy in a bar is to ask him to hold something for you for a minute. Yeah, I've heard that before. Which I think is a great move. Like, yeah. you know, hey, will you hold my jacket for a second? Like, I need to bring this drink to my friend. Yeah. And then you come back and you're like, oh, thanks so much, you know, whatever. And now he's done you a little favor, even though it's mm-hmm. like so small. And psychologically, the human brain is like, oh, I just did this person a favor. I must like them. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have done something nice for them if I didn't like them. Yep. And it's a way more powerful – I don't want to say way to get someone to like you, but it's like a yeah. way more powerful thing to have done something nice for someone else than for that person to have done something nice for you in terms of like how you feel about them. Right. So I say all of this to say <laughs> that like that's what happened, right? Like he did something nice for me like without me asking him to. Um so anyway, so he came over. Um, I told him not to bring dinner. He was biking over. I'm like, don't bring dinner. That's dumb and also kind of dangerous. Like we yeah. get <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Like not dumb. I didn't say dumb, but like yeah. it's not necessary and also kind of dangerous. Like you can just order me dinner when you arrive. Perfect. And we can decide together. So we ordered Indian food. Um, he ordered Indian food. We picked it out together. Um, and split a bottle of champagne that my friend Teresa had sent me for my promotion. Um, so we had a split a bottle of Vuv on a Monday night. Love it. Which just felt very like decadent and celebratory on a day that I felt shitty. Um, and we ate dinner. We ate dinner at my like dinner dining room table, which I very rarely eat at. So that yeah, kind of that's special. rare for you. 
Yeah, I think I've eaten there twice, maybe three times now. Um, and watched Jurassic Park. So sweet. Yeah, which I had never seen before, the original. Oh, the original's great. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I was mm-hmm. very scared very often. Like jump scare. I like kick, was like kicking oh my, my legs and like jumping around. My cats were like, what is happening? Um, my cats really liked him. Good sign. Specifically Rory, um, which is – I took, The shire of the two. Yeah. I mean, Logan likes everyone. It's like not – it's not a flex for Logan to like you. It would be like a major problem if Logan didn't like someone. Yeah. They'd be like, you need to leave now. Something's really wrong. Oh, shit. Because he likes everyone. Yeah. If he doesn't like someone, like vibes are really off. <laughs> The the Logan vibe check is off. Yeah, like that would be really bad. Uh, but Rory liked him. Rory jumped up on the couch and was watching the movie with us, um, which he does not do. Like that's yeah. not a thing that Rory does when people are over. Um, so it was just – it was wonderful. And I think the the way that I – so I like wasn't sure if I wanted to really talk to him about like communication cadence or not because I was just in a really emotionally vulnerable place and I was like, I don't – I might cry and like not that that's bad to cry, but like I just don't know if I'm emotionally stable enough today to have this conversation. Yeah, not like necessarily set up for – the environment is not necessarily set up for success. No. So I decided not to, um, but then like right as he was leaving, I I actually thought of something that I realized. I realized I I got to the root of what had made me feel anxious – in our communication. Mm-hmm. And it is not solely the communication itself. It is the worry and anxiety that we are not going to continue dating. Mm. Or that he's so is it first. So then is it like almost a fear of ghosting? Yeah. Or like a fear of just – or a fear that he's like – I don't think he's actually going to ghost me. But a fear that not hearing from him means that he is losing interest – and we're going to stop dating. Got it. Okay. Unfounded, fully aware. But like that is what drives the fear. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to become another person overnight. Trash at all. He's yeah. not going to become somebody who wants to small talk text all day. And I don't need him to be that person. Mm-hmm. But I do need that reassurance that the interest is not being lost and that we are continuing to move things forward. And I suggested that something that would help a lot is if we – have our, the next time we're going to see each other more clearly plotted out. So it's so a great that solution. Way, yeah. So like the, simple, that way – It's super simple. Super simple, super actionable. And that way if somebody's having a busy week, it's like, okay, yeah, like we're not talking that much this week, but we're going to see each other on Sunday or whatever. And we're both looking forward to that. And that's great. That's a very good plan. Um, it reminded me – I was just thinking about it. Um, in therapy – you're supposed to have smart goals. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this before? Yes. Simple, that they're spe- specific, 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 measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Timely, yeah. And so yeah. You're, I think this is a smart goal. <laughs> Good I job. Think so too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so I, I suggested that to him and said, does that sound like something that we can do? Um, and he said yes. And so – and already it has happened. Great. And so what is what what's our what's our time bound? What's our time based date? So he so I invited him to my friend's birthday party that was yesterday, the twelve hour affair, which in hindsight I am and he could not go. He went to the Elton John concert last night, which looked amazing. Um 
in hindsight, I am actually kind of glad that he didn't go or that he couldn't go because I think it would have been – I knew that it was going to be a, 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 a lot, mm-hmm. like literally every single one of my friends, my volleyball friends in New York. Um, but I think it was a lot, a lot in a lot of ways. Um, so I think it, it I think the, overwhelming. I think it would have been overwhelming. Like, and so I, I know think, your friends and I would have been like, I got to go. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the friend meeting, there will be a less chaotic opportunity for friend meeting. Um, but when he – so he wasn't sure if he was going to try to make it work based on what time he was going to the concert. Timing didn't work out. When he told me that the timing wasn't going to work out, he then followed up with, like, here's when I'm free. When are you free? Um, and my next free night is Wednesday. So we are going out on Wednesday. Love it. Yeah. So still – we haven't talked about what we're going to do. I've been like – thinking of different summer things that I've been wanting to do. Um, Governor's Island, just this is going to release after we go, right? Yes. Okay. Um, just in case, just like people show up on Governor's Island on Wednesday. Um, Governor's Island just announced that starting in the month of July through, I think, October, they're now open until 10 p.m. where they used to – the last ferry used to leave Governor's Island before sunset. Mm. So it was not an evening activity. Right. And it could be the most amazing evening activity. Like you could watch the sunset over the Statue of Liberty. That but sounds it was, really it cool. It has never been opened at, open at night and they just started leaving it open until the last ferry leaves at 10 p.m. So I thought that would be fun. Very fun. Yeah. I might try and do it like a – in LA, there's this thing called Cinespia where you – What? Movies? Is it about movies? Yeah. It's a – um. I don't, it, events the wrong word, but it's a it's an organization. That's the word. It's an organization that does movie screenings at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and you bring like a picnic, and it's like this big open lawn, and it's very fun. very fun. And I think that that like that would be a fun date. I want to get that going. Yeah, I was actually looking at outdoor. So the things on my mind were like Governor's Island, outdoor movie nights, which I didn't just didn't come across any that are on Wednesday, and then. I want to do a Red Hook day, like take the ferry to Red Hook and do Brooklyn Winery and like the stuff in Red Hook. Brooklyn Winery is closed on Wednesdays, so that was out. Um, and then I also really want to go to a minor league baseball game with someone, either the Brooklyn Cyclones in Coney Island or the Staten Island Ferryhawks. That sounds fun. Uh, oh, yeah. I like I like a Dodgers I like a Dodgers game date. Yeah. So I like minor league baseball games. I think they're super fun. Um, mm-hmm. And both of those are really fun too because with the Staten Island, you can like take the ferry and that's cool. Obviously, Coney Island is cool. But both of those teams are away this week. Tough. Tough break. Governor's Island it is. Well, maybe. Yeah, that'll be fun. Unless yeah. he has something he really wants to do. Yeah. So anyway, that's the update with him. I'm feeling good about it. I Oh, the other thing that I that happened on – your eyes just went really wide. It's not bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> you already know this. Oh, great. The other thing that I wanted to update on is that we had a like – very mini, like, acknowledgement that we are both – that we are, like, at a similar level of investment, I think, in where we're at with each other conversation is – so we were – we're sitting on the couch. I don't really remember what we were talking about. We sat on the couch for, like, two hours just talking before the food got there. Um, and I'm trying to remember how this even came up. It was – oh, it was because he was telling me how he went to Swingers, which is the place that I went on the date with the journalist and I had told him about it. Obviously, I didn't mention that it was a date, but I had told him that he would really like this place. And so funnily enough, he had a work event there last week when like he had all those work events when he was busy. He had a work yeah. event 
um, at Swingers. And so he was telling me about it. And then he said, actually, funny story. One of my colleagues who I think she was – I don't think she lives here. I think she was like in town. He hadn't seen her in a while, something like that. Um, he said like, oh, she asked if I was dating anyone. And I said, actually, I am. And I showed you – I showed her your Hinge profile. And then I like interjected and was like, we have several pictures together. You don't need to show people my Hinge profile. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I told her we met on Hinge. So she asked to see it, whatever. So he showed it to her. And – Apparently, she looked at it and goes, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Bound and to happen. Her head basically exploded. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, does she follow me? Like, do you know who I am? And he was like, uh-huh. So I don't know if she actively follows me or listens to the pod or, like, any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, to know, you know, to have heard disco ball stories or anything like that. I'm not exactly sure the depth of her recognition. Yeah. But she definitely knew who I was. That's so funny. My profile. Obviously, he knows all about. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Not a surprise in any way. He thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um. But so that part is funny, and also made me feel really good that he was telling me this story about how somebody had asked, "Are you dating anyone?" And he said, "Yes, I am. Here she is." Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I am, and it's Allie. And like, that's where I'm at with him. Like the exact same place I'm at with him, where when someone says, are you dating anyone? I say, yep, insert his name here. Here's his picture. Yeah. You know, like that – I'm not – and I am not dating anybody else right now, but I'm – we're not exclusive yet, obviously. Right. But like that – he is that person for me too. And so that felt really good. And so then I felt very safe in the next little part of the conversation. So – I like made some joke about how I was like, oh, like somebody knows what you look like, you know, like hopefully she doesn't put out, you know, posters or something. And Wanted. he disco ball. Yeah, yeah, right. Um and he he made a reference to the person who came up to us when we were in DC. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, well, somebody already knew, like that, you know, that woman. Cover's been blown. Yeah, like my cover was blown a long time He's ago. He's been compromised. <laughs> Send him back to Mother Russia. <laughs> He's failed his mission. <laughs> Um, and so then I said, I was like, actually like several people have reached, have DM'd me that they've seen us out. Oh, funny. Which I had never mentioned to him before just because it wasn't, it's not that big of a deal, but I was like, yeah, actually like five or six people know what you look like because they've seen us on dates to which he said, well, how do they know it's disco ball? How do they know it's not lots of dogs here or too sleepy? Those are the two nicknames he used. And I was like, well, first of all, like. Those are Rourke's people. Too yeah. Sleepy is not even – Too Sleepy is – That's not is even your person. Yeah, that's not even yeah. one of ours. He, it just has become – we've yeah. fucking appropriated that joke. Yes, I didn't even friend. get into that piece of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I just was like, those are like – first of all, those are Rourke's people. Yeah. Um, those are Rourke's nicknames. And he was like, oh, I know. I just like couldn't think of any other ones. And then I said, but also, I don't have any other nicknames right now. Ooh. ooh. And he was surprised. He said like, really? Or something like that. And I said like, no, I like the disco ball. And what did he say to that? We He kissed me and we were like quiet for a second. Okay. And then we started talking about something else. Okay. And how do you – like how do you interpret that? I thought what I said to him was a reciprocation of what he had said to me. Okay. In terms of like I wanted to validate to him that like I am on the same page as he is in the story that he had just told to me. So that was that. I mean, that's like pretty much 
That is my only dating update. He's the only person I'm dating. Um, yeah. And I actually talked to my matchmaker about it this week too. Oh, um, good point. Shoot. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I've been on pause. I, I paused oh, I didn't like know a while that. Okay. back. Yeah. I paused whenever I broke up with the journalist. When I told her – because the journalist is I met through her. Yep. So like whenever I told her, you know, I'm going to end things with him – and in addition to that, that was when I said, you know, I don't think it makes sense for me to meet any new matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a check-in with her this week just to like reconfirm that that's true, still true. Um, yeah. So I'm still on pause. That's great. My friend's husband really liked the journalist, by the way. <laughs> he was disappointed. Everybody everybody liked the journalist. <laughs> I mean, I did too. From, it was very funny. In a vacuum, you know? Yeah, totally. He, no, he it was had just a funny. lot of amazing qualities. Um, besides the whole, you know – not it, not into physical touch thing. Indeed, tough, 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 tough. Yeah, real tough. So yeah, that was that, and uh, that's pretty much it. I oh, I announced last week. I announced on the Patreon, which will have already been on my Instagram, but it'll still be there today if you didn't see that. If you didn't see it, um, that I'm going to do a trip next year, and I'm inviting followers to come with me through this company called Trova Trip, and I'm super fucking excited. That's so fun. Have so much fun. It's, I hope we will. I think we will. Um, but so I have a survey that's up. Probably is still up. Hopefully it is. Um, where people can actually like help me decide where, where to go. Amazing. So yeah. Contribute to the, to the yeah. group decision. Contribute and come, uh, come hang out somewhere cool with me. Pick Greece. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, I, like, I, really, I, really, I should just like drop that as a little sounder in various points. Pick Greece. Pick Greece. Pick Greece. I really want to go to Greece. I really want to go to Greece. Uh, but you know, I will I will uh, listen to what the group wants as well, in addition to what I want. Yeah. Um, before before we bring on Mr. Nobody, yes. Um, let's talk about our one other podcast sponsor, Modern Fertility. Which I feel like whenever they have a spot with us, it's funny timing. This past week, two of our very good friends both did their egg freezing. Yes, they both had their retrievals this week. Um, yeah, my friend and your friend, and it's just so well timed with the. Our sponsorship from Modern Fertility, who we've talked about before. Um, one of the things that I think is so unfortunate about our healthcare system is that we don't, as a regular course of business, find out much about our fertility health and you know what everything means. And it's something that I think is so, so important to understand about your body and about where you're at. And Modern Fertility makes that so easy. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of my friends now are either doing the – are getting involved in egg freezing or having a child with their husband and they're – like their minds are being blown about this yeah. stuff and it's because we're so in the dark about it leading up to the big life moment. So do this now when it is inexpensive and when you have an FMH discount code. <laughs> yes, because traditional testing can cost over $1,000. Yeah. Um, but Modern Fertility gets you that same information at a fraction of the price. Right now, they're offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, which means that your test will cost $179 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Exactly. And so all you have to do to get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash FMH, and there's no discount code. It's just that Web address, modernfertility.com slash FMH. Yes. You'll get so much insight and I'm just really excited that this exists. Yeah, me too. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast 
Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All right. So on that note, I'm excited for us to welcome Mr. Nobody. Let's hop to him. are back with Mr. Nobody, who has found out his nickname 45 seconds ago. Hello. Yes. This is new information. I was very upfront about the podcast, not about the nickname. <laughs> so how, how are you feeling, Mr. Nobody? Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> Would you like me to just say a little bit about myself? Yeah. yeah what, what, do you wanna, what do you want to tell the people about yourself? That I am originally from the Midwest and that I've been living in Los Angeles for about 10 years. Um, Currently, I am back in school for clinical psychology. Perfect. We love it. Yeah. This is a this is a major first for us. I'm sure Rick yes. has mentioned to you. We have never – we've done one installment of an Ask a 30-something Man, but it was Rick's friend Matt. Like we've never had anybody on the pod that either of us are romantically involved with in any way. So this is exciting. Cool. I'm excited too. This is, a, this is the first. I've never done okay? a dating – I'm not okay. Are you Okay. <laughs> I've never done a dating podcast, so we'll see how this goes. Here we are. We're doing it live. Um, okay. So as I mentioned, we're going to start off with Mythbusters. So this week's Mythbuster is Nice Guys Finish Last. Do you want us to start by guessing the so, split? Yes. So we, okay. we asked our listeners, basically, like, do you think Nice Guys Finish Last, myth or not a myth? What do we think they said? What's the split? I think it's a 50-50 split. Damn it. I was going to say that. Was that what you, you guys are on the same page? I was going to say that because like we, we've we now done a couple of these where these are really, people really find these on the line. And so yeah. I, 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 I unfortunately agree with 50-50. You or unfortunately I'll say 49, agree. 50, I'll say 49 myth, 51 not a myth. Okay. So you think it's hedging towards not a myth and Mr. Yeah. Nobody, you think it's like straight up 50-50. Yeah. I think it's 50-50. So it is pretty damn close to 50-50. So you're basically both correct, but it hedges myth. Okay. It hedges. So it's 52 myth, 48 not a myth. That makes sense. And based on the answers that people gave, I I don't think that any – I actually think that most people think that this is a myth. This is how I feel about it. 
I think this is a myth, but I think that the people who are saying this are not nice guys. Oh, yes. I see that. Have you ever been on subreddit nice guys? No, but that sounds terrifying. It's amazing. And <laughs> like, it's it's wild. It's exactly what you think it is. And yeah. it's that. It's that. Yeah. Like, I think that like anyone who says nice guys finish last, like, I don't think any nice person would ever finish, no, actually finish last. Yeah. Like that's nice people are not finishing last, but like the people who say this are. Right. Yes. And I also think it's more, it seems like, like from a male perspective, there might be more males who think nice guys finish last than females. You know, I feel Probably. like I don't ever, it hasn't been my experience that I've talked to a lot of women who are like, oh yeah, I don't like nice guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like, well, of course you would like a nice guy, but guys somehow think that they that women don't want nice guys for some reason. So I feel like there's a discrepancy there as well. But isn't this sort of the premise of F-Boy Island, right? That there is something yes. really attractive about an F-Boy and that nice guys are in some way, like that's why I think, I think this is, we, um, Ali and I like recorded our updates earlier and Matthew Hussey came up, who's like a dating coach and like advice giver or whatever. And one thing that he has always said, I think, is that women want nice guys with an edge, which I think mm. is very true. And a few people clarified that like, there's a difference between a nice guy and a doormat. Like yes. being nice doesn't mean that you have no boundaries. That's very true. No, you can be like a super nice badass. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's I think the it's dream. Just, yeah. I think it's probably exactly that question may just be not, um, nuanced enough to really reflect, you know, yeah. the spectrum of what. <laughs> Shocking our Instagram poll. <laughs> yeah, Mr. I'm sorry. Do you, yeah, Mr. Do you think this binary, this binary Instagram poll is not nuanced enough to discuss right. the human condition? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But it is a funny, I do like that it kind of came down to a split. That does say a lot about, I feel like, what people perceive to be the truth and what they probably believe themselves. Yeah. And I also think that it is a crutch that a lot of men will say when they are not actually a nice guy, but they're just upset that someone doesn't like them. Yeah. Mm. Like whenever I've heard a guy say, and this, these, these have never, ever one time been a person that I would consider a nice guy. Whenever I've heard a guy say, nice guys finish last, it has been attached to this woman who didn't like me and like, what the fuck? Because I did X, Y, Z thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no, like you can, there are plenty of nice people that I don't want to date. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're nice. Right. That's not Liking somebody is not transactional. It's not no. like you do this, therefore I like you. You are not providing goods and services for money. Like that's not how this works. No. So what I think that that is where this comes from is like, in like, I'm sure that there are a lot of like pickup artist types in that nice guy subreddit. Mm -hmm. And pickup artistry is certainly transactional. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so this no. one I feel like is myth busted. I think myth busted. Okay, confirmed. Great. For sure. Tap, tap, tap. Case ended. Done. Gavel, not a crime. I have my gavel in my desk, actually. Bring it out. Perfect. Gavel, not a crime. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's. A, I'm also giggling because so we're going to transition into listener questions. The very first listener question begins dating a really nice guy right now. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. 
Um, which is just funny that it just it started that way. But work where I'm I'm gonna throw this to you on where you want. I, that question is not necessarily one that I need to ask. I just thought it was funny that it started that way. But Rourke, where do, where do you want to start with Mr. Nobody and our listener questions? Um, I mean, I think some like good ones are kind of like I have like a not dating related one that's just about the situation. Oh, sure, go for it. So what were your first thoughts when Rourke pitched this idea to you of you joining the podcast? Great question. Uh, to be honest, I was flattered that she would ask me to join. Um, having not really known much about the podcast, um, mm-hmm. other than just her telling me a little bit about it. Uh, and also having not, I don't think I've ever really listened to this type of podcast either myself, even though I, I would say I'm a fairly avid podcast listener. Um, but I don't think I've ever come across a dating podcast. So, um, yeah, I thought this could be a really fun new experience and was just kind of flattered that Rourke would ask me to come on having perhaps not known that much about me. Yeah, <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah, I big, mean, big, big gamble, really. Yeah, exactly. You could say yeah. whatever the fuck you so, want right now. Right, exactly. So there <laughs> must have been del- some We could just of- delete it. This could be like a lost episode. Yeah. <laughs> where like we <laughs> promise this episode and then just fucking disappear it. Right. Yeah, right. We and just then like that would this- say something in and of itself. Yeah, totally. Like, Wait a minute. Um, True. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Like we don't talk about him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so no, but I thought I was like, oh, this is cool. She trusts me enough to ask me to come on to this. And, you know, I perceive this to be, you know, a passion project of you too. So thank you. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, my, my thought process was, and I think I said this on the podcast and I think I might've said it to you is that obviously I, like, I think your, your background and like the way you and I converse, I think makes you such a good fit for this. And then I just like felt very like safe to do so. Cause I felt like you would be down. So here we are. Here we are. So here we are. Indeed. I shouldn't look at you while I talk to you. Okay. You said something in there though, that I actually want to pick up on, which is that you have not come across a dating podcast. Wild. And I want to talk about how gender skewed dating podcasts are. Yeah. And I think women are much more help seeking in this space than men are. Why do you think that is? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. You're, the representative, <laughs> you're representing all men for this hour. Um, yeah. That's, that, that, is the, that is the premise upon which this series is built. That you now right. represent all men and they must all subscribe to your opinions going forward. Wow, yeah. that's a huge responsibility. Sorry to all the men out there um, beforehand for anything that's about to come that's out. That's okay. There are very few listening. <laughs> yeah, there are literally, literally like five or five. Okay. Or six. Well, sorry for all the women as well who think that my opinion is representative. <laughs> um, you know what? That's a good question. I, I now that I'm reflecting on podcasts that I have come across, I have come across some podcasts that are aimed at teaching men or young men how to. I think just be better men, quote unquote, and that there's a sort of romantic or social aspect involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's pickup artistry. I would say it's more like almost lifestyle coaching for men mm-hmm. type yeah. of podcast. So I have come across those, um, but not anything specifically saying, you know, hey, maybe this is how you should be or this is how you can be better with women. Um, although I'm sure they're out there. Have to um, be. It might just De- be, definitely. you know, uh, the podcast that I'm listening to and whatever algorithms are running and, you know, uh, on my media. But um, to answer your question, I wonder if there's 
you know, a lot of social stigma involved here as well and at play in terms of, I'm sure that there are just as many men, if not more men that are interested in how, in dating and sort of that realm, how they might improve in dating, you know, what the landscape looks like. However, they're probably less likely, I guess, would be to be open about that and to admit that. Um, Even in my personal experience, just with male friends that I've had over the years or even acquaintances, it seems rare that if somebody is having dating issues that they'd be super forthright about it, um, even though they may want to actually solicit somebody's opinion or some help on it. Um, so I can't speak on behalf of women, but my perception has always been that they seem to be able to be more open with each other about struggles within that landscape and or triumphs. And, you know, maybe because that conversation seems to be more accepted or just maybe normalized, um, within women like that, if a woman sees like a dating podcast, you know, it's like, okay, there's less shame for me if I, you know, decide that I want to listen to this, or if I want to recommend this to a friend where it's like, I couldn't really see too many male friends of mine saying, Hey, Hey, I found this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. I found (laughs) this dating podcast geared at guys like you should check this out, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, you might not know the answer to this, but is there a significant gender skew in who goes to therapy? Do you know? Yeah, I don't know the research on that, but just if I had to guess, I, it's I would say it's definitely skewed female. Yeah. That's what I was just. And I feel in pretty a similar confident vein. about it. I feel right, pretty like confident about that. I just don't know what the exact percentage is. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it's skewed female. And I think that's very true what you said about just the way that guys talk with each other or don't and the things mm-hmm. about which they talk or don't versus yeah. women. And like just what when I've talked to boyfriends about like what I'm talking about in the group chat, mm-hmm. they're like, you're yeah, talking like, about what, what in the group chat? <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of shit that goes down in the in female group chats that like I think would never happen in a group of guy friends. Yeah, I think in general, it's just the kind of stereotype of being more closed off and more unaware of your emotional and internal experience as a male, you know, and kind of how that seems to be perpetuated in society. And it's just a weakness, right? Um, Yeah. So I think it's changing for sure. Um, You know, definitely with the younger generations and stuff, I've seen it change in the landscape of even work that I've been doing at a college counseling center recently. So it's like working with uh, young adults in that age group. I'm I'm seeing absolutely shifts in sort of, yeah, how many more young sort of male college students are coming into therapy and are talking about relationships and or other things of that nature. Whereas, you know, I remember back when I was in college, I, I don't recall any of my male friends ever talking about that with each other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Go young people. Seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a classic. Can men and women really be friends? I, I know what your what your answer is going to be. I'm absolutely biased, and I think the answer is yes. Um, yeah. Ask this, him this, how many exes he's friends with. Uh, how, Mr. Nobody, how many exes are you friends with? All of them. Or you're still counting in your head. No, We're still, because I think... You're still going. Because you're asking the question, I think I should be... Um, very specific about it, which is that I am not on bad terms with any of them. However, actual close friendships, sure, I would say two, two of them, 
Yeah. But I'm on good terms with pretty much all of them. And it's not, and when I say all of them, it's, we're we're talking about six people here, but um, yeah, but I am really close with a couple of them. I was in one of their weddings. I'm going to be. You were in an ex, you were in an ex's wedding. And I'm going to be in another this has well, happened I twice? should say, okay, so yeah, this is kind of like, if we really were to be honest, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. going to be, yeah, I'm going to be in another wedding actually in two weeks of a woman that I dated, but very briefly, like we only dated for a few months. Do you want to be in my future wedding? How, yes. How Great. are you? We, we did actually. You, can I, wait, clarifying question. Are you sure. in the bridal party or are you a groomsman? And if the latter, how are you ingratiating yourself with their new person? Okay, so let me try to back up so we don't confuse any listeners. So, <laughs> God forbid. Great. Yeah. So one of my best friends who I went to college with, mm-hmm. undergrad with, lives on the East Coast currently. I was sort of an honorary participant in her wedding. Like I was not in her bridal party, but I was at the rehearsal dinner. I was sort of up there. Like I was essentially an honorary member of her bridal party. Okay. Her and I have been close friends pretty much ever since we, you know, there might have been a year in there where we kind of were in kind of a repair state, you know, after we had dated, but we, we've been close friends ever since, even though we live on separate coasts. Um, That's nice. In two weeks, I'm going to be, I am in the bridal party of a woman that I dated back in 2016. We actually met on a dating app. We dated for a couple months, so not very long. Okay. Um, And then at that point, she actually met her now or her future husband. Her fiance. Yeah. Uh, Yes, her fiance. And in fact, I am close with him as well. But, you know, she asked me to be in her bridal party. Um. Wow. Yeah, and Rourke, then yeah, work uh, is work is upset. No, yeah. I'm really, I'm not upset. It's just <laughs> no, like, not about I, him. I wanted to bring this up because I, I knew I, we had to talk about it. Yeah, I know that you're upset other... about the concept as in as conceptually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so then there are a few other. And you know what? We who... talked about this. I have like very triggering experiences with exes, which we've yeah. Why I know this story. Well, this is actually it is a very interesting topic that we could dive pretty deep. And my sister, in fact, um, actually gave me a call a couple weeks ago and was in some level of, uh, you know, distress about the fact that her new partner um, seemed to be very close with one of his exes. And she was like, well, I wanted mm. to get your take because I know that you're very close with one of your exes at least. I'll, I'll bleep his name. We're going to need yeah. to bleep your name out now. Um, okay, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's um, fine. It's, it's, it's totally fine. It's your funeral. And, uh, <laughs> and she was just like, you know, I don't know how to think about this because this has not been my personal experience. So I just want to pick your brain just to maybe you could offer me some perspective on maybe I'm just freaking out for no reason type of thing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, in my personal experience, I think that- Oh, wait, can I ask a follow-up question for you? What would have told you, like what would indicate to you, oh, that's a healthy good terms friendship with an ex or like, oh, that one gives me pause. Like what, what would be those qualities- Yeah, that's actually hard to say. I don't know that I've ever stopped to think about delineating that specifically. I think it's more paying attention to how the relationship evolves and 
if the there are proper boundaries there, you know, and I think it's difficult to use whoever they may be dating at any given time as a barometer. I think that's hard because sometimes there's been times in the past where me and this, the, I'll just reference this um, other person as like East Coast friend, sure. my East Coast friend, the two of us have dated many people over the years. Um, and there have been some people that were not very cool with our friendship, but I don't actually think that was because of our friendship. I think it was more reflective of their own sort of yes. insecurities and thoughts and feelings about it. Totally. Um, as far as I'm concerned, our friendship, once we transition, so we were friends first before we started dating and then we started dating and then we kind of, I think that's friends very later. different. That actually, that's an important fact, I think. That might be important. Um, so when we uh, transitioned back into being friends after dating, I think our friendship from there on, although it's evolved, has always been healthy, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been concern of like breaching of boundaries or, um, you know, gray areas or the, or the two of us being on different pages. Um so it was almost just a, it's just a feeling thing, you know, it's kind of an instinct thing. There were, well, there were, things weren't happening that were kind of raising flags, you know, that then you would think, oh, wait a minute, you know. Um, and to be honest, none of our other friends would ever give us that type of feedback either. I think if you have friends that are giving you feedback, then maybe you also listen to that. But yeah. as far as we know, the only people that ever had, ever took issue with it would have been like her partner. So, Yeah. So yes, is the answer. Men and women can yeah. be friends. Sorry, or exes can be friends. Yeah, to go back to that, I, I think they absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I agree. And I, I mean, I have many male friends, but I, I am not good friends with any of my exes, but not because, like, not because they're exes. Like, I, I don't have a hard line on that. Mm-hmm. I've never started dating someone who was a friend first, though. Like, I've really only dated people where I met them in a fully dating context, mostly on mm-hmm. dating apps. But even the couple that I met, quote unquote, in the wild, I, they were only a romantic prospect from the jump. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, I don't really need another friend that I used to date. Mm. Yeah. And I'll say this. I think that sometimes, you know, you may date people who over the course of time, you may find that actually you're you're more friends than you are romantic partners. For sure. And so yes. in that type of situation, the transition to being friends is actually not that difficult and doesn't seem like a jump. It actually seems, it feels more organic, to be honest. Um, yeah, I actually think that that's how the disco ball feels about his most recent long-term ex, the guy that I'm dating, we call him the disco ball. Okay. Um, and he was in a multi-year relationship that ended over a year and a half, I think even two years ago at this point, they share a dog together. The way that he, so they, and they are still friends. They're in like a friend group together. In fact, like his best guy friend is someone that he met through her. Mm. Um, And they're still in this friend group, but the way he describes it sort of like at the end of their relationship is they were like roommates more so than anything else. And so he was like, it was more so just calling it what it is Mm -hmm. and saying like, it doesn't make sense for us to, say we're dating anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm over, I'm oversimplifying it, but absolutely. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. That was similar um, with my most recent ex and I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, mm-hmm. um, I like, I have a question that I like a lot. What assumptions 
about dating did you have in your 20s that you no longer believe? That's a good question. That's a great question. I don't think I've ever thought about this before. <laughs> take your time too. Like I said, I got asked this. Out. Yeah, take your time. I got. I actually got asked this recently and it asked me anything. It might have been the same person. I don't know. <laughs> And she's just like pulling the pulling the crowd as often as she can about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that really comes to mind is that I think when I was younger, there was always an assumption that there, there was almost like always an assumption that there needed to be expectations to dating, you know, that, you know, it, it was like you have to, and maybe this was just more like my personal, you know, um, like just feelings about it. But I, I felt that when I was younger and I was dating, I always felt like I had to date with some goal in mind, you know, mm, mm. Um, that I couldn't allow myself really to just show up, to be present, to kind of just uh, attempt to be authentic, attempt to see what dynamic could develop, whether it's a friendship, whether it's anything else. I feel like I didn't allow for a lot of that it, it seemed like i it, it, i was like either in a dating mindset or i was like not you mm. know it seemed more binary like so really binary yeah yeah and i feel and that's probably just again just not having an understanding of you know um human relations and dynamics that well and also maybe um not knowing myself very well you know and not being courageous courageous enough to um maybe just say, Hey, well, you don't need to put all that pressure, you know, on yourself, or you don't need to put that pressure onto dating or other people also don't need you to, uh, step into dating with that type of mindset, you know, um, yeah. that there are other ways that you can go about dating and still foster meaningful relationships. And I think that that was just something I didn't, didn't understand when I was younger and I was dating. Do you think that part of it also is like not having the language to explain that to somebody in a way that you're then being fair to them too? Absolutely. Mm. I was terrible at communicating, I think, when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Um, Weren't we all? I think I tried really hard. Yeah. It wasn't that I shared, shied away from it, but it was more that you know, oftentimes I, I, I wouldn't, I, I lacked, I think the awareness, you know, so even if I felt that I could say something, I didn't know what to say. Um, yeah. you know, or I didn't really know what, what the truth was. So yeah, I definitely think communication was foundational. Yeah. Yeah. Very that's good. Something... Good brand answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that I think is a major shift for me. And this is how I answered this question when I got it in my AMA, like something that has shifted majorly for me is I had this assumption that I, if I, I would be too much for someone mm. if I showed up authentically with what I needed from people. And that like in order to, in order for someone to like me, in order for someone to want to date me, that I needed to be what they needed mm. and not have us meet each other someplace. Mm, right. And then in reality, like that is super unattractive. Also, if someone is just like doing whatever they need to do to be what you need, like that's yes, not what anybody yeah. wants. Also, then God forbid you reveal your true self and that person is like, what the fuck? Who are you? Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. And that actually happened to me in a few of my early relationships where I not intentionally – like I wasn't intentionally misleading anyone, but like mm -hmm. I was effectively pretending to be much 
more go with the flow and like quote unquote chill girl than I really am. Yeah. And like no no knock on anybody who really is go with the flow and like doesn't give a shit about stuff, but like that is not who I am. And it can't be it it can't be who I am for very long. And so then when we would like really start dating and then I would start to feel safer to express things that bothered me or express, you know, things that made me anxious, it's like, well, wait a minute, this is not the same person that I started dating. But then the story that I'm telling myself is, oh, well, he doesn't like the real me. It's like, well, he never got the chance to meet the real you yeah. in the first place. This is also on you, girl. Totally. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, oh, this is just like a cute, silly one. Um, do men give nicknames slash codenames to the women they date? Sometimes. Oh, really? Sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Some, sometimes. I like, because... the, I like the pause and then sometimes. <laughs> I'd say most of the time, you know, when you're talking with your friends, no, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no reason to be doing that. But however, sometimes when you it's usually more in a joking manner when you perceive some sort of pattern with, you know, some girl that one of your friends is dating, you might be like, Oh, that chick, you know, like she, you know, uh, let me try to think of actually a personal example. Um, yeah. Like, so one of my friends, uh, who's also single and just kind of been sort of generally dating was seeing a girl for a while who, um, was pretty much, uh, the opposite of every other girl that he Mm. was dating in terms of the way that she would kind of approach things, the way that she would behave, the things that she Uh would say, she was very much kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, chaotic and a loose (laughs) cannon in many ways, unpredictable. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, you know, sometimes when, when um, we were talking about her, you know, we would just use terms to describe her like, you know, chaos for example like how's you know, chaos like, doing oh, today that's your, yeah exactly and, and we would all know who we're talking about because there's only one girl that he's currently seeing that you know is like that so sometimes it would just be something funny like that but yeah um you know never for like any specific purpose usually we would just yeah keep it simple. that's funny yeah yeah i don't think i've ever heard like i have a lot of guy friends many of whom are single or were single and i've mm-hmm. talked about their dating lives i don't think i've ever heard one of them use a nickname yeah. Like consistently, like they might say like, oh, you know, that girl from karaoke or like exactly. that, you know, when they know it's I don't know her name. It's almost a descriptor, not a nickname. It's a descriptor, not a nickname. Like they, mm-hmm. they wouldn't use that same nickname over and over again in our conversations. Yeah. yeah. But that does remind me, I will say what we do often though is, you know, if we can't remember the names, you know, because they're are different girls that so may, yeah, or, or <laughs> well, there may be a girl that let's say they only see a couple times and then they go on a date with another girl and you're still thinking in your head that it's the first girl, you know what I mean? So yeah, you get yeah. confused. Sometimes you just say by, you know, one, like a single descriptor, you know, like I might say to my friends, oh yeah, the lawyer, you know, if I'm referring yeah. to Rourke, you know, if they, if I don't think that they know who I'm talking about, if I were right. to say her name. Right. Um, so we do, uh, use those types of terms, but I don't think those are nicknames really. Yeah. They're more descriptors. Yeah. Yeah. I never, before finding Mr. Hyde, I never really used nicknames with my friends. Like the only reason that I use them is because of this account mm. and this platform. Mm. I never did before. I like a nickname. But I don't dislike like them. I do. And it, it, it's funny because I actually now make a concerted effort to use their real names with my friends. 
Uh-huh. Like the guys that I have nicknames for on the pod, like I will make a concerted effort. Like I was like the disco ball. Like I'm sorry, I totally say disco ball on text to you. I should use his name. Oh no, you're fine. Okay, but like I want my friends. Let's say his name was John. It's not, but like I want my friends to who will maybe eventually meet him to like know him as John and not as disco ball. So like I make a concerted effort when I talk yeah. to my uh-huh. friends about him to say John. Because, like, that's how I want them to know him. I don't want them to know him as this, like, anonymized nickname that I have on my dating platform. Yeah. Like, I want them to know him as John, the guy that I'm dating and really like. Yeah. That might be a good barometer, actually, both ways for sort of importance or significance. You know, if your Mm. friend starts using names, the name of the girl more often, for example, then it's like, okay, maybe he feels a bit differently rather than just keep calling him, oh, you know. The girl I'm seeing. This is exactly why I like (laughs) nicknames because it keeps me from developing feelings. Um, Do you refer to me as Mr. Nobody to your friends? No, I definitely don't. But you should though. That's cool. (laughs) You're like, that's very funny. Now that I know the background behind that and I'm totally signed on with the Fast Furious franchise, like that's actually cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense work for you and I to use nicknames though, because like I wouldn't want you to accidentally slip up and say his name and then have to edit it. You know what I mean? Like it exactly. makes sense. Like, that you're it's good for us to be in good way. practice. Yes, exactly. It's like good podcast hygiene. Too. It's good podcast <laughs> hygiene. Yeah, we haven't had to bleep. Well, we will this time, but we haven't had to bleep something from us in a while. So we're yeah, doing well. we've been good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's just my first name. There's a lot of true. I mean, my we can, first name. It's totally up to you. It's totally up to you. It's completely up to you. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. You don't. You don't have to edit out. Okay. I have another one if unless you want to go yeah no you go go. so something else that I thought is a very good question that I would like to like kind of just know a guy's perspective on is like what do you look for when you're deciding about whether or not you want to go on a second date like what tells you like that was a good first date I would like to see that person again I liked Mm -hmm. this one too yeah I mean for me a big part of connection is whether or not I feel like we were able to have a good conversation so you know great bar um, yeah i mean that's yeah that's i think just standard right for everyone but um yeah if i felt that we were able to dive into things you know um we don't have to have similar interests per se um i think that maybe some people feel that you do i don't necessarily feel that you have to but i feel that you have to be able to talk about things that you are interested in but you also have to be able to talk about or at least engage with or be curious about things that you're not interested in per se um hmm. and so it really yeah it's just like how deep can you go as a conversationalist and that's important for me um if i feel that it's like pulling teeth trying to just k- keep a conversation going or no questions are being asked or it's all one-sided or things like that, that usually will deter me more. Um, if I feel like there's at least effort, mutual interest in, you know, asking and finding and learning more about each other's lives, usually that's good. Um, chemistry, of course, uh, if you are able to end the date with a kiss or you have some sort of sense of chemistry throughout the date, whether it's just, you know, some, whether they're nonverbal, whether they're physical, maybe there's like a little touch here or there, or even in the way maybe you hug or the way that you look at somebody. If there's a sense of some type of chemistry, I mean, usually that's a good sign. If there's absolutely no chemistry, then probably wouldn't go on a second date. Um, or, yeah, you know, absolutely no is tough. 
Yeah, absolutely none is tough. Absolutely none is tough. But if it's like a good conversation and you're like, there might be, would you, would you? I would probably, and, and again, this is all I think under, it, it would be under certain circumstances. I think, you know, for example, if, if the other person is not, is looking for something very specific and they are on some sort of timeline, assumingly, or have some mm. sense of urgency, then I might not, you know, if I'm on the fence, I might just be honest about that, you know? Yeah. Like if you um, feel, if it feels like your goals don't align. Exactly. I might, I might be like, I could go on a second date with this woman, but like, it's not a, if it's, it's not a fuck yes. And this woman seems like she doesn't have time for anything other than fuck yes answers, you know? And so it's like, yeah. in that instant, I might decide, okay, you know, probably best not to. But if it seems like the vibe is good, if it seems like there is definitely more to explore, um, would like to spend more time, there's no rush, then I think for me, yeah, um, I'm more likely to be like, okay, yeah, let's hang out again. And also if they're open to something other than a very specific outcome, because I can, going back to sort of some of the things that we had talked about already. Yeah, I was going to say, we can talk about like what you texted me. Yeah, like if if there's a possibility, like some people are not open to any other type of connection other than we're about to hopefully be going into a serious relationship and that's going to lead to X, Y, and Z or not. And yeah. in that case, you know, because the parameters are more strict, then yeah, that's, I'm definitely going to consider that more critically than if, you know, someone were sort of to be open and say, I'm willing to see what authentic dynamic could develop here. Um, whether it's that or something else. And as long as we continue to communicate and both of us feel that we're okay with it, that makes me feel very, a lot more comfortable, you know, and yeah. that makes me feel sort of safe and kind of being able to explore and not feeling pressure and all these other things that I think makes it difficult for a person to be authentic, especially when they're showing up when on dates, when they're trying to get to know somebody. And so in those situations, which I would personally deem ideal situations, uh, then yeah, I'm, I'm probably more likely to go on second dates and thirds or fourths. That makes sense. Yeah. See, yeah. if you're open to having a, a podcast guest, you can. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that earned her a date already. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like exactly. that. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I want to start asking every guy that we have on this series, this question, which oh, yeah. is what do you do to get ready for a date? That's a good one. The blank yeah. stare says it all. Yeah. I'm like, what do, <laughs> do you I like do? listen to Lizzo pump up? I take a nap. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> oh, really? If I can, uh, because you know, that. I want to, I want to feel, I want to be energized. Okay. So here's the thing. A lot of the dates happen like in the evenings, right? You're probably yeah. do whatever, whatever you're doing. It's like either after work or, you know, whatever. Almost always, so yeah. if it's an evening date, I try to take some nap, whether it's an hour or something like that, sometime in the afternoon, just so I'm like, okay, whatever I've done during the day, I almost like take a nap to kind of just refresh. And then, wow. you know, I can feel kind of, yeah, almost like I have, you a have like a non nine to five, though, which makes that it, it, it does. Like, I obviously like when I'm fully in the throes of clinicals in school, I usually can't do that, especially if it's on a weekday. I won't be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I like just, and you too, Rook, like I like, I literally would not have time for a nap in between when my last yeah. meeting ends and when I need to like I also like wake leave. up feeling like I'm on a different planet. 
Yeah, you yeah naps are not refreshing for me. Yeah, I love for the most part. naps. I'm Damn. such a nap person. I'm jealous. So, I w- so I this wish. is like the ideal date prep, right? The yeah, ideal okay, date we totally prep. This is the dream day. Dream day. The dream day. Yeah, dream, dream prep, date prep. Saturday date prep is, yeah, take a nap at like four, you know, or okay. whatever, playing like four to five. Get up. Uh, if I've showered already that day, then maybe I will, you know, just kind of refresh myself and sort of get ready. If not, then after the nap immediately, it's the shower. Can you explain more about refresh yourself? Refresh myself is like kind of brush your teeth, like probably, probably wet the hair, especially if you've just taken a nap and like kind yeah. of do your hair. Um, just kind of general things. Get dressed, obviously, right? Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then um, that's pretty much it. To be honest, there's not much uh, other date prep that goes into it. Um, sometimes in my daily routine, you know, um, lately I've been doing daily meditation, so I will mm. meditate. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily date prep. That's just life prep. Life, life prep. prep. So really, it's just about yes. nap, and then I just kind of launch into a getting ready um, thing, which usually takes more, no more than thirty minutes, even if it's a shower. If there's a shower involved, so. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Do you moisturize your skin daily? I do. Oh my God. Good job. Wow. We're two for two on these men. Yeah. This is wild. Yeah. That's another, yeah. do you wear SPF Definitely. daily on your face? Funny question. He's a little sunburned. But I do wear SPF. Yeah. Yeah. Every day that I know I'm going to be outside. If there's a day where somehow I find myself not outside then, and I know I'm not going to be outside, then maybe I don't, but most of the days I do. Yeah. Good, good skincare. Good skincare. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody approach you, like hit on you in the wild that like successfully? Oh, good question. And if so, tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, define successfully, but. Like, like did it in a good way. Yes, it did lead yeah. to a hangout. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. successful. That's yeah. success. Yeah. Um, so what did she do? Well, so first, yeah, it was like, a couple of my friends, we were out, um, and it was her and later we would come to find her cousin. Um, they were sitting at a table, maybe like 20, 15 feet away from us or something like that. It started with just, um, a lot of eye contact. Yeah. It's a good way to start. Notice the eye contact for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, that's a Matthew Hussey thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Notice the eye contact, but I was like, you know what? And, and and I had already told myself actually, um, that night I was like, I'm not going out to, to take initiative tonight. I'm literally going out to hang out with my friends. I'm just going to let whatever happened happens. This was like very recently after I had separated from actually, you know what? No. Yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. So this might be, maybe this is not relevant. Um, (laughs) I was going to say this is right before, uh, my ex and I officially separated, but the thing is we were already, Oh boy. Yeah. So before we had separated, we actually had opened up our relationship. The last six months of our relationship, we were actually in an open relationship. Oh, um, that's not necessarily relevant here, but so anyways, but I was out. Definitely. Was emotional emotional yeah. Yeah. I was out with the buddies and I was like, I'm just gonna hang out tonight. Not going to try to do anything. Just do my thing. So I know I'm noticing the eye contact and maybe in another on another night, I would have said like, oh, I'll just go talk to him. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to, you know, hang out. Yeah. Later on, at some point, I think I go to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. I come back and my friend was like, oh, hey, that girl over there was asking about you. 
And I was like, oh, oh. which girl? And she was, he was like, oh, they, you know, and I was like, oh, they were, well, they were looking at us. And she was like, yeah, she was asking about, you know, like, what's your name? Like, is he single? You know, all of these other things. And did I was like, she, oh, okay. could, sorry, can I ask, can I interject a question? Yeah, sure. Do you know, did she come over to the table to ask these questions? Because 15 to 20 feet is like kind of far to be like, hey, you over there. Tell me about your friend. Yeah. She must have come over. I think she probably right. com- came over or they moved closer, you know, and sort of the way that we were sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waiting for you to not yeah. be yeah. there. Um, well, so by the time that I had gotten back, they were no longer at the table. So they must have maybe moved and or came over, asked, and then went somewhere else. Ah. So I like yeah. that. I like the like so, ask and run yeah. while we're leaving. That was yeah. the strategy. It was yeah. like the ask Like and we just signed dip- a check. We're gonna like let me put my number in for this man. And if yeah. it doesn't like I'm out of the situation if it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, maybe out. they right. were watching from afar. Well, so she asked, but you know, no information uh, like didn't give my friend oh. any information uh, or anything just ask the question i guess she hated the okay. answers well well she well yeah well, because then my friend was like oh you're something... gonna have to ask him yeah um, the question oh. of are you single because he didn't want to go into this whole Fair. complicated explanation okay so it is relevant he didn't want to go into this whole explanation about what was happening between absolutely yeah like that's not really his place to be like well exactly he's like, in well, an open relationship. let me explain yeah the and, dynamic and honestly who knows what effect that may have had on her maybe it intrigued her <laughs> more i don't know but anyways they were still there they were at the bar they, they just it. they just so they were okay. at another they were actually at the bar area we you know so yeah. then um so then my friend's like, yeah, so she was asking about you, you should say something to her. And so maybe it's like five, 10 minutes later, we kind of also had relocated. We were just meandering around. Um, and I see her at the bar. Um, and so I just walk up there and she's like ordering a drink. And then she turns around and she sees me. And I think immediately she kind of knew that my friend told you know, like you, what had you gone knew down. that she knew that you knew that exactly. Yeah. It was all like everybody knew yeah. <laughs> yeah. what was happening. So, and I think I just made some comment. Um, she didn't say anything in, in like immediately when she saw me. I think she just kind of smiled and I like gave it a second. I was like, I'm wondering if she's going to say something to me right now. I'm literally yeah. standing behind her as she's getting a drink and she turns around and she sees me. And then I think I just said, um, something to the effect of like, so I heard you were asking about me, you know? <laughs> and then that's when I think it prompted her to just kind of launch into this whole thing. Good. And then we ended up, yeah. And it was, we ended up finding out that we were from the same state. Like we grew up in, we both grew up in Iowa and somehow like it was just oh. rare, like it was just like this whole weird thing. So um, it ended up being that we, we didn't really spend that much time together at the bar. I mean, we, we chatted a little bit, whatever we exchanged information. And then later on we ended up hanging out. So. Yeah. So I guess it was successful that's, in that yeah, regard. That's, yeah, that's always successful. That's very, that's very successful, I would say. Yeah. 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 So it has, I'm trying to think though, I don't think it's, that was more of an indirect approach, right? I mean, would yeah. you say yeah, like yeah, the way that she so. did it? Yeah. That's also like, I, I don't know. It's been my experience that more often than not of sort of an indirect approach rather than a direct approach. Like one more example is I used to work in retail management like many years ago. And there were a couple times where customers would actually come in and they would say something to somebody else, like another employee and ask about me, or they would like Mm. leave their contact information with another employee to give to me. 
rather than just come up to me. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like a thing, but that's definitely happened well, a lot. Yeah. I think that that kind of goes to something that Rourke and I talked about recently where there's – sometimes it's – I think often it's tough to tell in that kind of service industry dynamic about whether somebody is into you and you're feeling a vibe or they're mm-hmm. ju- it's just part of their job to be nice to you as a customer. Like I waitressed for a long time and I think that like I accidentally – people thought I was into them all the time. Because I was just like being nice as part of my right. job as a waitress. Right. And so I think that that is like a lower stakes way of being like, if I'm reading this vibe correctly, yeah, they will pass along my information. And if I'm not, then I never have to like face the interaction where this guy can be like, you're just my customer and I'm a nice person. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Well, and in this specific situation, I actually didn't even interact with those customers. They just saw me from Oh, they just thought you were hot. Um, Yeah, exactly. So hot. Yeah, and then they just like wanted, or whatever they thought. I don't know what they thought, but they wanted to. This has never happened to me in my fucking goddamn life. Okay. (laughs) I haven't had numbers like written on receipts. Yeah. Um, Never from anybody that I was ever interested in in any any capacity, unfortunately. Although I would say I have done that myself. I have passed on notes and stuff on receipts and stuff to servers, you know, or hit on bartenders. I mean, who hasn't done that, right? Um, I, in high school, I wrote my number on a, I don't know if I ever told the story. I wrote my number on a, like the back of a receipt, I think, and gave it to the bagger at Vons, which is like a supermarket chain in California. Oh, you guys know this. You live in California. People that are listening. People over here don't know what Vons is. Got it. (laughs) Um, It's in high school. I thought the, the like bagger was so hot. I would see him all the time. He was like, just gorgeous. And I like gave him my number on a the back of a Vons receipt. And then we ended up going to Cold Stone on a date. That's so pure hey, and that's cute. successful. Yeah. yeah super I don't think successful. any of these have ever worked. You know what? One time it worked out, but none of these like, you know, in recent years have ever worked out. Nobody's ever like hit me up from like a receipt yeah. number drop. He's still in my phone as David Vons. Oh my God. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Vons. There you go. That's an appropriate nickname. Yeah. <laughs> What experiences and or feelings do you need to have for someone before defining the relationship? I don't know if there's anything specific that I would need to know about them before having that conversation. I think it's more sort of case by case basis, like context based. Um, I think it depends on where I'm at, you know, in my life, where they're at. Um, But ultimately, the thing that would probably trigger that conversation for me on my end is either I am starting to feel that I want things to change, you know, that I want Mm -hmm. something more or I want something to be, I want, I want it to be known that, that I'm looking for some, for a, um, uh, a commitment of some sort or a uh, confirmation that we are doing something. Um, Or I feel that the other person also um, is getting to a point where it seems like that conversation needs to happen to prevent and or confirm, you know, feelings um, or, or prevent like, you know, um, kind of negative outcomes. Because so, we get a lot of like listener questions that are kind of to the effect of like, yeah, I'm not helping. I no, 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 no. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to give more context. It's fine. Um, that like, I brought up exclusivity with this guy and he said, he really likes me and wants to continue seeing with me, but he's just not there yet. Like what more does he need? Like he's met my friends. He spends Mm. all this time with me. Like what else, what other information could he possibly need? 
Or yeah. do you think that that's just, it speaks to somebody who like isn't ready for that commitment or something like that? I don't know. I don't know that it's, he needs more information from you. I think it's that he needs to know himself more. Mm. Yeah. I think mm. with all of these, it, it you know, and, and maybe there's some sort of wearing a clinical hat here, like bias, <laughs> but that I think oftentimes it's, it's, it's not so much about the other person as it is about you are just not sure what you want, to be quite honest. And, and you're, and you're not sure, you know, where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, I would that's say very, that's very difficult sometimes to, yeah. to accept that, to accept that and also <laughs> yeah. to be able to communicate it. Because again, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. So when you're trying to say someone to someone, I don't know, um, and they're like, well, what don't you know? It's like, I honestly well, don't, I don't know. know what I don't know. Yeah, I just know that something I'm not, there's a block within me or there's something, you know, a defense or something is up that I've not addressed or dealt with or I haven't moved through or is not, um, it, it, I'm not feeling a certain type of security or attachment or whatever it is that is some somehow just preventing me emotionally, mentally from getting to myself to want to go to that next spot. And that may like the other person that you're dating may be, you know, for all intents and purposes and on paper, just incredible. And like your dream person, you know? Uh, so oftentimes I think there's a mismatch because like, well, if they're checking every single box and like, what's the issue? Yeah. And it's like, well, the issue is psychological. You know, the issue is um, often not annoying. about the other person. It's annoying. And I think, <laughs> and, and here's the thing though, I would say, I would add to that though. Sometimes if it is the other person, you either have, you're either able to, that's clear and that's easy to communicate and you can say that to them or you're too scared to say that, you know, because of course right. you don't want to hurt this other person's feeling. And then, so then you don't say that. And then, so sometimes when it is the other person and you're just not being honest with them, then you might also hear a statement like that where then it's like, well, you know, I, I like you and I like what we're doing, but I don't know what, yeah. you know, so it could yeah. be one of those two things, but, um, I think for me personally, usually it's, it's more the internal experience of myself, you know, rather than like what the other person is or is not providing or has, or has not allowed us to experience. Yeah. I like what you said about not like, you don't know what you don't know, because I think a lot of people get to that point. Like a lot of the questions that we get are listeners who have gotten to that point to have this DTR conversation with a person who express that they were looking for a relationship in theory. Mm -hmm. And then they get to like early on, right? Like so it's a conversation that I have with people on first or maybe second dates of like, mm -hmm. you know, is this something that you're looking for in theory? And they say yes. Mm -hmm. And then the listener gets to the DTR conversation and the person is like, oh, I'm actually not sure. Mm -hmm. And they feel led on. Mm -hmm. But it's not like the person was lying to them. It's like they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, think maybe they were the, lying to them, but like, let's pro preclude yeah. that. That's definitely happened to me before where I think women have communicated to me that in the past, you know, that they felt that I've led them on. And I, I was just say from personal experience, there's not a single time where I was trying to lead anyone on. Right. But of course, it yeah. may come off that way sometimes. And it may look like on the outside for that to be the case. And I do think that is a lot of sometimes even as you say something, things are shifting, you know, I mean, right. You, you just, uh, we are as human beings just constantly changing. And I think that's also 
part of the issue with some of this where it's like sometimes you're really just making a choice and you're just committing to the choice you're Mm -hmm. not necessarily committing to um listening to the sort of the the you're not committing to the fact that you're being present at every moment to every change that's happening in your life you know if you were you might not be able to make any promise to be real you know to be honest you you might actually not actually be able to make any promise you could say that, but it wouldn't be fa- like truthful, right? Right. But I mean, nobody you wants can't to promise that you're going to feel a certain way tomorrow, right. like for sure, definitely. Right. But nobody wants to hear that. That's not how yeah. we've constructed traditional monogamous social relationships to work. And so sometimes if you don't feel, fit that mold, you may feel forced to say something that you don't know that you can actually promise, but you're like, but I do like this person. I want to continue seeing them. And they are asking for some sort of at least verbal agreement right and so i might just have to say it now it you know and or not you know and then if you don't say it's like well then you were leading me on it's like ah it's tough it's just a very again it's just so complex i think interpersonal dynamics are really complicated and and nuanced and oftentimes we just don't know how to talk about it with each other and i think that creates more issues yeah yeah well I think that's a, a great bow on the whole episode to wrap on personally. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah. Yeah, like on brand. Super on brand. Well yeah, done, Mr. Nobody. That's great. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This was a pleasure to do. And honestly, that was such a quick hour. I feel like we could go for another like three hours. That was amazing. Just don't just care for what you wish for over there. Yeah. <laughs> We'll conscript you. I mean, I was looking at all of those listener questions and just thinking, man, so many of these people are going to be disappointed that they we didn't get to their question. You know, it's okay. We'll have another thirty something. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Definitely. Well, thank you again. This was very fun. It was. Thank you guys very much. All right. Have a great night. Thanks, all. Bye.